More Than Real Estate podcast is all about bringing life and energy to real estate without always talking about real estate. Look forward to interviews with influential members and industry partners. These stories will focus on their personal growth and incorporate lighthearted, inspiring, and sometimes funny segments, highlighting the fact that there's more to realtor life than being a realtor. I'm your host, Chantal Goddard. On today's episode of More Than Real Estate, you are joined with a special guest host, Tanya Artinozzi, the broker of record at Coldwell Banker, the Real Estate Center, beat our past president, and ARIA director at large. Joining Tanya is Sean Morrison, ARIA president and broker with Coldwell Banker, the Momentum Realty. Sean has been in the real estate industry since 2005 and since has been heavily involved in board governance at all levels. Let's get into it. Enjoy. So welcome everybody and thank you to Sean Morrison, our current 2020 ARIA president and also fellow Coldwell Banker Broker um, with Coldwell Banker Momentum Realty Brokerage. So thank you so much for coming. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here, Tanya. Awesome. So we're going to just get started with what everybody would want to know about their president. So tell us a bit about you. Oh, that's going to be a very short episode. Uh, There's not... Uh, you know, not much to, to tell in the way of, um, you know, anything of substance other than the fact that, you know, I grew up in, uh, in Burlington, Ontario, uh, which is where I still live. Um, I'm an avid uh, rugby fan, a former rugby player of 18 years, uh, played uh, all over uh, Canada and the United States and uh, England. And, um, you know, got into uh, real estate as a second career after uh, a career in construction and uh, found myself uh, getting more involved every day. And uh, I guess that led me on the path to being the area president. That's awesome. I mean, like organized real estate. So how does, I mean, I'm passionate about organized real estate and you know, you're a great example of getting involved and volunteering in organized real estate. What got you started there? Uh, I was asked actually. So I, I was, uh, I'd taken up a position on one of the committees at my local uh, real estate board in Hamilton, Burlington. And my broker was the vice president of the board at the time and uh, came into my office one day and said, you know, I, I hear you're doing good things. I really think that you would be a really good fit as a director of the board. It was something I'd never really uh, given any thought to. Um, you know, to me, you know, the, the directors of the board were somebody that was so incredibly uh, engaged and involved and knew everything about real estate. And, you know, I was kind of taken aback when he said that, uh, that he felt that I would be a good fit for the board. Uh, but nevertheless, I decided to pursue it because I thought that would be, uh, you know, a good way to give back to the career that had given me so much. Um, and I ran for the board of directors. Lo and behold, I was, uh, I was got, on, I got on the board. And uh, spent four years there, two years as the vice president of the association myself, and then moved uh, over into ARIA committees and eventually onto the ARIA board of directors. It's amazing. And, and I mean, were, were you kind of like me when you got started in, in organized real estate with the board? Like, what does the board do? Like, were you like, what was your what was your take about, you know, so many members don't understand, you know, associations in ARIA and CREA and were you the same way and what were some of the things you could have overcome from that? Or what have you learned that you would share with somebody? I think the biggest thing is don't be afraid. Don't let your fears stop you from getting involved. Uh, I got involved because somebody tapped me on the shoulder and said, Hey, I think that you'd be good for this. Um, You know, it's probably a step I never would have taken uh, otherwise, because I always, as I said earlier, I always felt like uh, the board was this bigger thing. 
But realistically, you know, when you get on a board, you're there to provide the opinion that you have from the experience that you have at the table. And other directors are there around the table doing the same thing. And it's the benefit of that, that community of experience at the board table that really helps us make um, decisions to help guide our profession, both at the local level and at the provincial level. And again, you know, uh, up at the federal level as well from across Canada. So, you know, when I look at that, I always say to people, you know, the, the hardest thing to do is take that first step into it, you know, join that committee or go to a, go to a membership meeting for the first time and, and maybe speak on an item. Um, you know, nobody has all the answers in this industry. I mean, you know, I've been doing this now <laughs> on uh, boards of directors for, oh gosh, it's probably been 11 or 12 years now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I still don't have all the answers. I, I rely on the experience around the ARIA board table to help guide the decisions that we're doing. So if you're waiting to have all the experience, you'll be waiting for your entire life. But if you, uh, if you take that step, jump in now, say, yes, I'll help. Uh, I guarantee you're going to have an infinite amount of, uh, of give back from that. And that'll make you more confident and more informed about your profession. Yeah. Well, I have to say personally, you were, you were a big help for me when I was deciding to run for ARIA uh, board of directors because, you know, same fears, right? How much time, what can you like really, you, you put it down really simple for me and you, and you gave me like good insight. And so I think that's a really uh, important thing for people going to the next level or wanting to get involved you just you you just ask the question go to see somebody and you know get the advice or the experience from other people so you did good for me i owe you a lot so thank <laughs> you for that you're a great representative um for organized real estate i appreciate that and you know i would say any anybody uh in a leadership role in their local association provincial or federal associations if you're thinking about getting involved reach out to them i mean we're we're doing this because it's our passion and we're happy to share that passion with other people and and get them involved i've always said that the function of a leader is to make other leaders right. uh so you know definitely uh, reach out to them and don't wait to be tapped on the shoulder like i was you yeah. know uh, reach out to them and and have that conversation i i know that they would be happy to share their their knowledge with you for sure for sure you are right um so early days growing up in school did you think or did you plan for this to be your career not at all <laughs> uh, <laughs> i actually uh I actually started off um, wanting to be a police officer. I studied uh, police sciences. I studied police education. Um, I was going to be a police officer. I came out during uh, employment equity uh, where it was, um, you know, very difficult. There wasn't a lot of police jobs and there was a lot of people applying for them um, and just never seemed to, uh, to get to that final uh, stage on that. So I actually went into construction um, with my brother-in-law doing uh, HVAC work. Right. And did that for almost 10 years. And uh, then I was uh, actually uh, offered a position on a rugby team in Europe. And I went to play in England uh, for a year. I played a season over there. And, uh, and it was on the plane on the way home. I thought, I've, I've kind of got to a point, I was 31 years old. I didn't want to be starting a, uh, a career in policing at that point. Um, I didn't want to go back to construction. It was never my passion. So I was sitting on the plane thinking to myself, you know, what do you do with law and construction? And uh, that pretty much is real estate. So I started, <laughs> I went into it, I started investigating into it. And here I sit, you know, almost 15 years later in the industry. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been an amazing career. I couldn't imagine doing anything else. That's, 
a police officer. Really? I, I like, that's just amazing. I, I, I would never guess, not that I don't think you'd be a great one because you would be, but that's, <laughs> that's amazing. You're going to the study of policing and then you get into real estate and hey, so if anybody needs to know the law, we got you. <laughs> exactly. It's, it was a, it was a natural blend. You know, the construction gave me all the, uh, the benefits of knowing uh, how house systems work and everything else. And the law let yeah. me understand all of the legal paperwork that we deal with. So it was kind of a match made in heaven. It was great. That's awesome. Um, so, so many, so many things to ask you, but you know, um, what do you, what do you, what do you, like if you, there's new people always coming into the industry, right? And you know, people will, will look at you as an example. And so, you know, I got asked this question, so I'm gonna ask you this question. Um, if people were thinking about a career change in and in getting into real estate uh, from another career, which you, a perfect example, right? Uh, policing and then construction, what kind of advice would you give them? preparation is the key in our industry. I think you'll, you'll remember back to when you first started, you know, you kind of get in it. I remember for me, it was kind of, there's your desk, there's your phone, good luck. Yeah. And you had to kind of figure it out for yourself. And, you know, I came into this with about six months worth of bills. So I knew that in six months I wasn't eating unless I did something. So I learned really quick. I picked every brain in my office, um, you know, on every situation. I'm sure some people purposely closed their office doors when they heard me coming yeah. because I had so many questions. But uh, the big one and the overreaching one is, is learn before you earn. You know, get in the industry, learn what's going on here, learn how to get clients, learn what you should be doing to protect your clients' interests before you run out and try and do deals. I, I did um, kind of a combined effort. I wish that I had had more time to really learn um, our craft before I, I started going out and doing deals um, because I could have gotten into you know, some precarious situations kind of going out with half the information. So uh, that would be my biggest one is, is just make sure that you have a really good understanding or a really good mentor uh, to, to help you through it. Right. And I mean, uh, how many, how many, how many offices with uh, Global Banker Momentum right now? Uh, we have five offices across the Niagara region. And how many, and how many realtors? Uh, I think we're about 72 now. So I mean, you're you're mentoring and you're you're training, right? And so yep. you know, what do you, what do you see happening? Like, what do you see the trend with the with uh, the new realtors uh, coming into your office? Uh, you know, what are what? How do you train them? So how do you give them that motivation? Right? Everybody gets into real estate with these really big ideas, and then they get in it, and it's hard work, right? Well, um, exactly. So what do you what do you do with them? Like how do you engage with them? Well, I guess this comes back from my my rugby career as well. Is is you know learning the fundamentals first. So there are fundamentals to uh, to our profession. You know things like following up with clients, how to speak to clients, anticipating the clients' uh, needs uh, ahead of them, making the whole thing look a lot more simple. I mean, if you look at someone like say Michael Jordan when he's when he's dunking a basketball, it looks so simple. But the mechanics of that going forward. Uh, to get to that point, um, you know, you really have to master the little things. So, you know, not, not um, you know, coming out with great expectations right out of the gate, but master the little things and, and more will follow. Um, the other advice that I always give to, uh, to agents when I'm mentoring them is, you know, always assume the worst is going to happen in a transaction. Always assume that you're going to get sued. So if you go through every way there and protect yourself from point A to point B and protect your client from point A to point B, that will never happen. 
you know, I'll knock on wood here and say I've never seen the uh, the inside of a courtroom um, in my 15 year career, not even close. Right. So, you know, I always look at the fact that if I had to go to court, what's in my file, right? right? So that that is how I, I teach our new agents to approach the, the businesses. It's kind of a, a pessimistic way of looking at it, but it, it's almost like an umbrella. If you take one with you, you probably won't need it, but if you don't have it, you're going to get wet. Yeah. So, you know, in this case, you know, getting wet, it means you end up in a court and, you know, anything can happen there. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's that's probably the best thing we could tell them, right? Is all the preparation because it's just so fast moving, right? Um, so that being said, we all look for inspiration. We give inspiration, right? This is what we do. We inspire our salespeople. We train them. But what do you do? Um, what is a morning ritual in the life of Sean Morrison to start his day? And where do you pull that uh, inspiration and courage every day to go out? So you're up at like 5 a.m. I know that. I am. Yeah. Every <laughs> what day. Does, what does the day look like? And where do you pull your inspiration and courage from? Well, to be honest, I'm, I'm an avid reader. So, um, you know, I get up in the morning, um, depending on what day it is, it, it could start with a workout uh, on off workout days. It starts with a, a cup of coffee and, and a good self-help book. Uh, I go through and I'm always trying to um, approach the business from mastery. I'm always trying to learn everything I can about the industry, whether that be through podcasts or books or, you know, um, listening to Audible in my car. You won't, you won't see me uh, very often listening to, uh, to music in my car. It's usually a, an audio book or a podcast. Um, it's, a, it's a real quest for knowledge. And I've been like that my whole life with whatever I do. So uh, when I get up in the morning, uh, usually the first two hours are around self-reflection and self-improvement. And then uh, I get into the day, even during COVID, I will still go up, I will have a shower, I'll get into my suit. Even if it means I'm just coming down to the office to, uh, to work on, on Zoom, for me, it's, it's the ritual of being ready to go to work. So uh, whether I'm in the office or I'm at home, I keep the same ritual every day. Amazing. So who is, if you had to pick a few people, who are your go-to people for... Um, you know, inspiration or motivation, and it doesn't have to be someone famous, it can be anybody, but who would, you know, if you have to think about it, like, who would your go-to people be? I, uh, I tend to uh, read and listen to a lot by Richard Branson, uh, Elon Musk. Um, I also listen to Richard Robbins uh, quite, quite a bit um, to get those, uh, those motivational uh, ideals behind me. From a skill set, um, Gary Keller is one that I read a lot of books by Gary Keller. I read uh, most recently uh, Chris Voss. I've read uh, his book a few times and have taken uh, some of his courses. Um, if you don't know Chris Voss, he is a uh, FBI hostage negotiator uh, or former FBI hostage negotiator. And uh, he has come a lot into the negotiation space surrounding real estate as well. We actually had him at our, uh, our reality conference in February um, back in Niagara Falls for those that were there. So, uh, you know, really good speaker. If you haven't heard of him, check out his book, Never Split the Difference. It's incredible. Right. Okay. That's good. I might just have to write that down and take that one down. Um, well, we are in the world of COVID and, uh, do you, I mean, your presidency, uh, with the RIA looks a lot different than what it normally would look like. So how do you, how are you adapting to zoom versus traveling and seeing people? Because that is a, a big part of your role as a RIA president, right? 
Um, so everything done via Zoom. What do you like and what do you dislike about it? <laughs> I have a love, <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with Zoom. Um, I, I love that we have it during this time if we're going to be locked down. I mean, I, I can't argue with the commute. I can be in Niagara Falls at nine o'clock in the morning and Timmins at 930. It's fantastic that way. Um, but I am very much uh, not a fan of staring at the little green dot on my MacBook all day. Right. I, uh, I like to look people in the eye. I like to talk to people. I mean, you and I have known each other for a while. Yeah. Um, you know that I'm a very social person. So sitting in the same room every day, staring at the green dot on my screen um, is not conducive to a happy Sean. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> you know, at the same point, I am uh, very thankful that, uh, that during this time that we have this technology. I mean, imagine if we didn't have electronic signatures and video conferencing platforms, how this pandemic would have affected the profession even more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very thankful that we have Zoom, but I'll be very, very happy to get back to face-to-face. <laughs> I know. I, 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 I miss conferences. I miss seeing people. I miss seeing you in person. So I can't wait to get that back going. Um, so just wondering um, if we're going to get maybe a little bit personal. Uh, tell me something that's one of the most meaningful experiences in your life. That's a loaded question. <laughs> oh, that is a that is a bit of a loaded question. So one of the most... Meaningful experiences in my life. Well, um, it's going to sound cliche, but it's not. It was when I married my wife, Tammy. Um, for me, that was uh, very symbolic. I lost both my parents uh, when I was very young. Um, you know, I was I had been on my own since I was 21 years old. And that really, to me, represented starting a new family, uh, so to speak. Um, you know, the, the creation of that family by committing, uh, to one another in that way, um, to me was uh, just an amazing, uh, an amazing thing and, and probably impacted me the most because now I wasn't a, a me, I was a we. Yeah. So, uh, for me, I, I think, uh, like I said, as, although it sounds very cliche, uh, for me, it was very, um, important, uh, in yeah. my life starting that. I think that's awesome. I think that's beautiful. I love it. Look at you. I love it. I love it. Um, share, share with, with me, with all of us, um, one of the most enduring moments uh, that you've experienced. Something. Again, hard, hard. Um, I guess professionally, it would be getting to be the spokesperson for our, our, um, profession in here in the province Mm -hmm. that to me that is a again something I never would have thought uh, was even in in the realm of possibility it wouldn't be something I had ever thought of Mm -hmm. Um, again it wasn't the encouragement of other people that that you know stepped up and said hey we think you've got what it takes you know to uh, to be really good at this you know we encourage you to move on it's that that encouragement from your peers and in some cases from people that, that you kind of looked up to uh, as, as your mentors as well. And when they're saying, hey, we think that you've got the stuff here, you know, I kind of feel, you know, a little bit like I'm standing on the shoulders of giants as, uh, you know, as a Rio president. You know, I look at, up so much to some of the, the uh, past presidents that uh, we've had come through and for them to turn around and say, you know, I, I, I think you'd be good for this is, a, is just an incredible feeling for anybody that's experienced it uh, or something similar. 
so, uh, you know, professionally, I would say that, uh, that was probably the moment for me is taking over and then, you know, thinking, you know, hope I hope I got this, you know, I don't want to let the association down, yeah. you know, so. That's awesome. Um, what are you most passionate about and why? Oh, that's a combination as well. So I'm, I'm extremely passionate about family. Uh, family is huge to me. And, and because of the loss I've suffered throughout my life um, with, with different family members, it's really, really important to me um, having family around as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I am absolutely passionate about wine. I collect wine, uh, mm-hmm. specifically red, um, but also rugby. Favorite red, favorite red wine. What is it? If you oh, have this one. Hands down, a 2014 Camus. Nice. Uh, hands Love down. It. Love <laughs> it. My favorite. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> but uh, no, rugby is a huge passion of mine as well. It's been with me throughout my life. It's taken me around the world. Uh, I have uh, been able to experience other cultures because of rugby. And uh, although my body won't let me play it anymore, I'm still an avid rugby watcher. So if uh, World Cup or Six Nations is on, um, generally Tammy leaves the house because I'm just yelling at the TV screen. So, um, but that's a that's a big passion of mine. That really um, helped me through some pretty tough times times in my life having uh, my rugby brothers around me. So that was uh, that was a big one for me. Yeah. So who's your um... Who's your go-to person? You know, you're you're a lot of people's go-to person, right? When they need support, when they need help. But, you know, us brokers, we kind of sit on a mountain by ourselves um, <laughs> most of the time. So who's your go-to person? You need somebody to vent, get advice. Who's your go-to person? I have several. Uh, one you know, would be my, uh, my broker and partner, um, Stephen Oliver. I, I go to him and bounce things off him uh, quite often. Uh, we'll bounce things off each other. Um, you know, as far as life goes, uh, Tammy, who's my wife and my partner, um, you know, I, I definitely bounce a lot off her, probably too much sometimes. Uh, I probably she vent. Pretty, she is pretty awesome. She is amazing. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I'm lucky every day when I come home and she's still here. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I probably vent too much off of her sometimes. Um, yeah. And then my sister is is the other one. When I uh, when I have, you know, a crisis of thought, uh, usually I'll reach out to my sister on that. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I, I love you're such a strong family man. I just I love it. I I, I feel like I feel like we don't share enough of that uh, in this industry. Like we don't share enough of you know what really grounds us, which is family. So. I love that I just learned so much about about you. That's amazing. Well, it's um, one of those situations where, you know, when enough stuff is taken away from you, you realize the importance of it. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, family represents everything. It's why I do what I do every day. It's why I get out of bed in the morning is for my family. Yeah. I, 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 you're going to make me cry. <laughs> this is not videotaped. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I, I really, I really, I, I, I feel like, you know, we don't give enough credit to our families in, in this profession we don't talk Mm -hmm. about it enough and so i'm so happy that we can share this podcast and we're going to see that family is just so important and i I love i love your sharing i mean it's it's touching right and knowing you the way i do i know there's a lot um that you've been through and so you know i I love that that you have all that great support uh, from friends and from family and from colleagues um so as we round all of this up, um, we've got some rapid fire questions. Okay, ask, I'm ready. 
And and you've already answered one of them, but we're going to make you answer them again. Wine, red or white, and what meal would you pair it with? Oh, red and probably a nice big steak and some scalloped potatoes. Right, because I was going to say, you're a good barbecue, so I know you <laughs> Um, Favorite day of the week? Oh, it's got to be Saturday. It's nothing <laughs> like Saturday morning. <laughs> Why Saturday morning? Now I uh, want to know. <laughs> uh, Saturday morning for me is, uh, especially now as, as President Maria, it tends to be a little bit of a quieter morning. So that's usually when I would go for a hike. And uh, when my, my dog Hamish was uh, still with us, I would take him for a hike in the morning too. So that was kind of me time on Saturday yeah. morning. Yeah. So uh, nice. yeah, it's hands down Saturday. Saturday morning. Mine, mine used to be Saturday morning when I didn't, you know, when we used to watch cartoons. That was my favorite. Yeah. Um, first place you're going to travel when this is all over? Oh, I hope it's back to England and Scotland. Okay. Um, you know, it's probably going to be uh, back to the area building, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping it's England and Scotland. Okay, but top three places you've, you've traveled to and area building is not one of them, okay? Top <laughs> three places you've traveled to, name them. Okay, uh, England, yeah. obviously, Scotland, and Latvia. Latvia, amazing. I'd love to go to Latvia. It's an amazing uh, place. So last question, what does being more than a realtor mean to you? It means that you are a, a provider, that uh, you provide for your family. It means that you're a good person, uh, that outside of the profession, whether or not uh, you're dealing with clients or you know, members of the public that, that you inherently are a good person, uh, you know, motivated by their interests, uh, not your own. You're so good. <laughs> You're just so good. <laughs> well, my friend, uh, I thank you for doing this with us today. Um, and I'm sure that our beat our membership and anybody who's going to uh, subscribe to our podcast will appreciate hearing from you and uh, everything that you do for us. And we thank you, I thank you, um, for all the commitment you give to organized real estate and to the industry and to your family. Um, I, think you're, I think you're awesome. Oh, thanks very much, the feeling's mutual. And thank you for everything you do. Uh, for any listeners that don't know, you are on the ARIA board and you are one of those, uh, those voices that I listen to uh, in making these decisions. So thank you for all of your volunteership as well. Thank you. So on that note, we thank you. We wish you a happy Monday, not Saturday, but Monday. <laughs> and we will, I hope we will see you soon. Uh, but for sure, we'll talk or Zoom very, very, very soon. I hope we see each other again soon, too. <laughs> I, I'd like to be able to go outside and play again. So yeah, exactly. uh, exactly. Uh, thank you very much for having me on. Thanks for listening. To hear our other episodes, be sure to subscribe and we would love it if you could leave us a review. 